You're listening to The Sick Room Show, episode number 56. In this episode, I'm speaking to James Wetmore about how your mind influences your business. Welcome to The Sick Room Show. I'm your host, Sick Room, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is James Wetmore, who has been teaching online entrepreneurs how to leverage the power of online video for the past eight years. Last year, he made a switch and started to focus on the mindset of entrepreneurs and launched a podcast called Mind Your Business. I call James my business coach as I'm a part of his high-level mastermind, The Inner Circle. You'll find links to James Wetmore and show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 56. I am super excited to be here with James Wetmore host of the Mind Your Business podcast, my business coach, master coach, and thank you for being on my show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sigrun. How's it going, by the way? How's the show going? It's going really well, and suddenly it feels like, hey, soon these 100 episodes will be done, and then I have to decide what I do. Yeah, before you know it, before you know it. <laughs> before that's, I know that's it. That's pretty amazing. Content machine you are, that's great. <laughs> It's good because I, I am not so good at batching and this has forced me to batch. Yeah, definitely. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about mindset. Mm. But before we dive into that, I found you originally because my sister sent me a link to a guy doing YouTube videos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so you became known in my mind and in my world as the YouTube guy. Mm -hmm. And you would do series of YouTube videos and ultimately people will buy a, some kind of course to learn to do the same. And we would learn from you what equipment to buy and how to do it really easily. And now you are known for mindset. Yeah, that's, that's a very, yeah. in, you know, that's very common to go from video and YouTube to mindset <laughs> you know, yeah. ha happens all the time. Yeah. So I think the abridged version that I like to tell people is I got started doing this 10 years ago. And I think one thing about the possibilities available today as entrepreneurs or just a human being is that we can be paid. We can get paid to do something we love. Now, I, at my core, love teaching and helping. I think most of us do. And I think if you really look deep down, when, when you have an experience of having impacted another human being's life, like if someone comes to you, Sigrun, and says, your show has changed my life, that's going to fuel you more than money. That's going to fuel you more than numbers. That's going to fuel you more than the new house or the new car. And that never gets old. Whereas a lot of the stuff that money does buy, like for a lot of people still leaves them feeling like they're missing something. So 
that's really exciting. And, and I had a background in film. I grew up as a little kid with a, with a video camera in my hand. I went to film school. My parents paid like down to their last dime for me to go to one of the top film schools in the country. Super expensive. And I'm super grateful for it. And then I realized, and I'm like, I love film. I love video. I love visual storytelling, but I don't want to go into the industry. I don't want to go to Hollywood. I don't want to be a coffee schlepper. I mean, I think I was born an entrepreneur. Most of us that are entrepreneurs hate to be told what to do. We're stubborn. We can be workaholics. We're kind of crazy. So I wanted to work for myself. And I found my sweet spot making videos, teaching other people how to make videos. And Hmm. for you to say, you found me because someone shared a video of me or you found me because you stumbled upon a video has been very a very common thing. I mean, I'm not trying to say this to brag or anything. I, I've been yeah. recognized in the street in random cities all the time, all the time. And that's because of what video has done for me. So that was really awesome. That was really cool to be able to to grow a business and to grow a brand around video and to help others. So it's like, here's this thing I love, video, and this other thing I love, which is teaching and helping people, and I got to combine those. But, Mm. but, 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 there was something missing for me. And it took years to put my finger on it. But for a long time, I struggled. And a big part of my, my story and my journey is the struggle that I had. A really tough struggle. Like I... You know, I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And like we, you know, it is that like entrepreneurial, emotional roller coaster, the ups and downs. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I'm so excited. And yes, this is it. Burn the bridges, you know, burn the boats, throw your hat over the the wall and commit to doing it. And I did. And I struggled. I struggled for a really long time. You know, I was living in my parents' basement rent free wasn't making any money for a long time, extremely frustrated. I remember these moments of like going outside in anger and just like screaming up at the, at the stars like they cared and it wasn't working. And I've had a lot of miracles and things that happened in my life that shifted things for me. And today, fast forward today, things are a lot different Mm. and it wasn't I think a lot of people are chasing the strategy. Well, what did you do? What was Mm. the secret three steps? What was it that you weren't doing? And you know what it was? It was me. I changed who I was and my, I changed my thoughts. I changed my perspective. I changed my emotional states and that's where things began to change. That's where my world began to change. You change your thinking, you change your world. And it really does start with you And at that point, I realized if I really want to make the deepest impact that I want to make in someone else's life, like an entrepreneur, someone who wants to start a business, I've got to start talking about this stuff. I've got to start talking about my journey of of how I discovered this for myself and, you know, why you can read a book on personal development and and read every word of that book and still it's not working. Like, so what is going on here? And so about two and a half years ago, I started a podcast to dive into those topics. And now I've done over 114 episodes and we will go the gamut of 
everything and and anything you can think of. Like I I encourage my listeners to have an open mind. So, you know, we'll talk about, you know, spiritual enlightenment and self-actualization and things like NLP and limiting beliefs and changing bad habits and everything in between meditation and crystals and like you name it, like nothing is off limits because, you know, I have a philosophy of what's called stacking the deck, which is, Mm -hmm. Hey, if we can add on things, tools, arrows in our quiver that can help empower us, the more the merrier. So that's really what, what this has been. And, and at the end of the day, mindset is such a big topic. It's really like trying to explain water to a fish, because I do believe that mindset is everything. It's all around us and you can't really see it. And it's really hard to change it when someone says, well, you know, Sigrun, you got to change your mindset easier said than done. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically it in a nutshell. That's, that's where I'm at. This is my next step, my next chapter in my, my story, my journey right now. So if we realize that mindset is the biggest struggle for entrepreneurs and self-help book, it doesn't help to read them. What can they do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a, I mean, that's, that's a great question. Like, so what's the point? Like we're all screwed, right? You know, I'm, I am an avid reader and it, and reading does, does help. But one of the things that I really discovered is, is you can only receive that which you're willing to receive. And so I think the first piece of, of mindset, you know, if we look at mindset as this giant pie, like here's this one sliver of it is to start recognizing that we are going about our day and our life and our podcasts. So I'm talking to your listeners right now and we're Mm -hmm. actually subconsciously looking for information that confirms or supports what we already believe to be true, which means we Mm -hmm. distort or delete new foreign contradictory or threatening information, which means there's already a gatekeeper there. So at a very young age, we develop beliefs about the world, about people, about ourselves, about business, about money, about everything. And these beliefs no longer feel like beliefs anymore. They show up as facts, as truths. They show up as reality. They show up as This is the way it is. And we no longer question them. We no longer look at them as beliefs. They just are. They just are the world. And what happens is, and Tony Robbins talks about this thing called the reticular activating mechanism or system where we continue to find supporting evidence of of what we believe. And we, oh, see, I told you the economy's in the shitter. You know, oh, I told you. And we keep reaffirming that. So for new information to come in, there's like these gatekeepers at the door that are saying, nope, nope, I can't let this in because it threatens my beliefs. So it's not necessarily that a book doesn't help. It's not that a personal development course doesn't help. It's that ultimately... We have to learn how to become both our own student and simultaneously our own teacher. I believe we have to become our own guru. I believe that 
everything that we need lies within us, that all the answers we need, we can tap into things like intuition, our gut, something Carl Jung would call the collective unconsciousness, and we can discover for ourselves what we need in every moment. Tony talks about get fascinated by frustration. So we need to learn to observe. We need to learn to get curious about why am I angry right now? Why am I frustrated? Why am I not motivated? Why, 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 why? And when we start to ask great questions, the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of questions we ask, then we can start to come up with our own answers. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a big part of it is that we filter out the information that we probably need from others. But I do believe we have everything we need uh, within. I do believe that too. And I'm fascinated how some people still can make shifts and others not. And often it seems to be something painful needs to happen or Mm. a wake-up call. (laughs) You know, it's not that that needs to happen. It's that that for a lot of people, you know, you've heard the phrase like the breakthrough is is always on the other side of the breakdown. There's a lot of people, you know, the 12-step the program for AA talks about this, the, that people have to hit bottom, right? Because that becomes something so motivating. There's so much pain that people are finally willing to take action. There's a great analogy, a great, you know, it's not a real story, I don't think, but it's the story, the fable of the man that's walking down the street and he approaches an old house with a porch and there's an old man in the rocking chair sitting on the front porch and there's an old dog sitting next to him at his feet and the dog is whimpering. And he, he approaches the old man. He says, well, what's, what's wrong with your dog, sir? It, sound, it sounds like he's in pain. He goes, yeah, he's, he's sitting on a nail. The man's like, he's sitting on a nail? That, that's awful. Like, why isn't he getting up? And he says, because it's more painful to get up. And you realize that that's how people are living their life, that they're in a little bit of pain. Yeah. But in order to make a change, like to stand up, to get off the nail would actually cause them more pain. And so people stay in what I call this no man's land, this middle area where they're not motivated by pain and they're not motivated by pleasure. And so, yes, for a lot of people, it takes a massive breakdown. It takes hitting bottom. But I don't think that's at all necessary because in in my life personally, I've never... I mean, I hear all these stories of people like entrepreneurs that were homeless and and living on the street and just crazy things. That, that, that was never me. Like, I, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. Like, I okay, I lived at home with my parents when I was getting started, but that was right after college. My parents live in a beautiful beach town, and it's where I live today. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't complaining. I was definitely nowhere near a bottom. So I don't believe you have to hit a bottom. For me, there was always a desire. There was always an eagerness to grow and to want more. And I just figured out that, you know, no amount of action was going to get me there. And that's a really fascinating thing. And that's a, that's a huge piece that I talk about today is that I was working harder. I was working longer. I mean, it was bad. Like I got addicted to my sister's Adderall and I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Adderall, but it's like, it's like a legal form of speed. I mean, you pop 20 milligrams of Adderall and you are just like wired. Go, 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 go. I got addicted to that. And uh, it was easy to get off it, but it was like, I couldn't work without it all of a sudden. And I was getting out of bed at eight in the morning, popping one of those. I barely ate half a meal. 
and would go for like 14 hours a day in front of the computer, go to bed and repeat, rinse and repeat every single day. I ended up losing a ton of weight. I got down to like 145 pounds. I was like a total shut in, like all my friends like disappeared. My girlfriend broke up with me. And I was like, wait a second, I am working my tail off and I'm a smart kid. Like I was very confident. Like I got really good grades. I was, I was, I was like, and I still am not getting results. All I'm getting is burnt out. Something's got to change here. What else is it? And, and today a big message on the podcast is that money and success and the results you want, but let's talk money because an entrepreneur is like that money and success are very <laughs> correlated does yeah. not come from effort, right? And that's where I think we've, most people, especially in the US culture, because that's all I can speak to, if you went through the public school system, basically, whether you knew it or not, you were trained, like you were taught when we were like, I'm a student and this is a teacher. What they're really teaching you is how to be a good employee, how to follow directions, how to stay in line, how to ask for permission, know what the bell means, right? The bell means, up oh, time to go to work, right? I mean, back in the factory days, like they used a bell system to go to work, to go to take a break and go home. So do schools, right? So we've been taught how to be a really good employee. And part of that indoctrination was you got to work hard to be successful. And we learned that at such a young age that it became, again, one of these beliefs that's no longer a belief. It's just a truth. It's just a fact. And what happens is, is that when we decide today, which more than ever, people are leaving their jobs, retiring, quitting, moonlighting, whatever, and becoming entrepreneurs, they're adopting that same employee methodology and that same employee mindset and overlaying that into the world of entrepreneurship. And then they wonder why they struggle and give up. And I think there's some stats of like eight out of 10 businesses actually fail within the first 18 months. And I believe one of the major reasons is because they're approaching business like an employee, not an entrepreneur. And I cannot tell you, I can hear it in the language, I can hear it in Facebook comments, I, I see it, I smell it. They literally believe, and this is what I believed, that if I just work harder and if I just work longer, then it will come to me, that it will finally pay off. And I have to say, and this is really what my podcast is about, is that there is something else at play there. There are other factors and other variables, and that's what you know. 114 episodes have really been about. And it's really important now more than ever because how many people do we see out there, motivational people and gurus, that are telling you that the answer is to hustle your face off? No, it's not. No, no. it is not. You know, success doesn't sleep. You can sleep when you die. Are you kidding me? Like, there's so many studies out there that say that talk about the importance of sleep in terms yeah. of giving you clarity and intuition. And there are even studies, this is from a great book called Scrum, The Art of Doing Twice the Work in Half the Time. Now that's that's what I want to see. When people say hustle, they default on this, what they learned. I'll just work longer and harder. But doing twice the work in half the time that is not hustle. That's called working smarter, working effectively. But in this book, Jeff Sutherland quotes a study that was done that proves that working less, the less that you work, the more mistakes you avoid, the more creative you become, the more effective you become. 
So it's it's a total, and it's this is just like the tip of the iceberg that we're talking about here, but it's totally backwards. And and there's so much else at play here. One of the things that comes up is I start going, well, why are people buying into this? Why do they believe that working harder will contribute to their success? And one thing that I discovered, and, and this is from my own research, this is from interviewing unbelievable people on my podcast, is how much this concept of what's called core beliefs plays such a role in our lives and we don't even know it. And these core beliefs are some of these beliefs I'm talking about, these I am blank, that we get at a very young age. Like, I'm not worthy. I am not wanted. I'm not loved. And if we, which most of us do have that, I don't think anyone on, on the planet is immune. No, I do think there are people immune to this, at least today. But I think 99.9% of humans have had these core beliefs created or formed at a very young age based on their experiences, based on their environment, based on their upbringing, whatever. And so if you can imagine for a moment, if you had a belief of I'm not worthy from a young age, and then you live your life from that vantage point, Well, wouldn't you make your life about becoming worthy? Wouldn't your whole outlook on life, wouldn't your whole MO be, I'm going to prove that I am worthy or I'm going to become worthy? So what does that look like? Well, most people believe that if you work hard, that you become worthy and deserving. So you see people that are just hustling their face off. And it's because deep down, they're trying to prove to themselves, maybe their parents, society, whatever, that they're worthy. And if you don't believe that you're worthy, well, you're going to have a really hard time receiving things like money, success, recognition. And I am here to tell people, and you'll get it conceptually, unfortunately, Getting it at a cellular level, like feeling and knowing it's true for yourself is a whole nother conversation, but at least conceptually, you'll know that you already are worthy, that if your heart is beating, that you have a pulse, that there's blood flowing through your veins, you are a living, breathing human being miracle, and there is nothing that you need to do to prove your worthiness of love, of money, of abundance, of success, of anything. You are complete. You are perfect. You are whole the way that you are. And some of some listeners are going to be nodding their head and be like, I like that. That sounds pretty good to me. But when you live your life from there, what becomes possible? And the answer is anything. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love how passionate are about this and that I found another person that doesn't like the word hustle. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. And I don't. And the, the reason I don't is very simple, you know, because there are many forms of hustle. I'll remember when I, I remember, it's so bizarre. I remember the first time someone told me the word hustle. I was playing, I'm not a, I'm not a very athletic uh, person. I'm not a very sports teams. Like, so I played when I was in first grade, I was playing uh, t-ball. I think it was kindergarten t-ball. And I got struck out. I think I, I got to first base and then I was out or something like that. And I just remember walking back 
to the plate. My coach says, come on, James, hustle. I had no idea what he meant. So I just like nodded my head and kept walking. That was my first interpretation of, of hustle. But I think so many people interpret hustle as I'm not working enough and I'm not working hard. And what I want to do is I want to flip that. Like you can, you can continue to use the word hustle. You can fall back in love with hustle if we change the definition. So here's a more empowering definition. There's these cliche quotes that, you know, there's something beautiful and profound about the cliche quotes that you see all the time. And we tend to just now like be desensitized by them. We scroll through them on Instagram like, I've heard that one a hundred times. And I want you to stop the next time you see one of those that you've seen a hundred times and be like, wait a second, let me, let me take this in for a moment because I believe there is the most profound truth in those. Like, you know, like I remember here listening to this, uh, hearing this one first from the movie Bambi, Disney's Bambi, when I was a little kid, do unto others as you would have do unto you. Are you kidding me? That is like the most profound thing. That's absolutely what you should do. Do unto others as you would have. I mean, I, I believe in karma. I believe that what you put out there, you get back. That Do unto others. I mean, Walt Disney had it right. So there is definitely so much profound truth in most of the quotes that we see over and over again. One of which that I'm referring to is the quote, life begins just outside your comfort zone. I cannot tell you how true that is. So if we draw a circle and we put you in the middle of it, that's your comfort zone. The comfort zone is where you have certainty. There's stability. There's knowingness. It's what you're familiar with. And being an entrepreneur is it's so much even more true that your entrepreneurial journey and your success is right outside of that comfort zone. And what you got to realize is hard work and hustle as painful as it is because it can be tiring. It can lead to burnout. There's so much comfort in that hard work when I talk to entrepreneurs at our level, because you know Sigrin mentioned that I'm her business coach, that we're in a master, my mastermind, in the inner circle, and the conversation I'm having with members in that inner circle is about starting to work even less, and it is so much harder for them to do that. There's so much uncertainty and unsettledness and uncomfortability with working less. It's like this doesn't feel right, right? So there's a lot of comfort in hustle and hard work. So when someone tells you to work harder, you're like, great, I'm good at that. I'll just do more of that. And I like to say what got you here won't get you there. Sometimes we got to do things a little bit differently if we want to get different results. So going outside your comfort zone is doing those things that are scary, are unfamiliar, that are what I call at-bat moments. Like they could result in failure or rejection, but, but they tend to be things that are actually really simple. They tend to be very simple things. They're just scary things. And if we wanted to redefine hustle, that's how I would redefine it myself. That the new form of hustle is do the scary things that are outside your comfort zone that you know you need to be doing and that you know will make the difference for you. That's how I would love to define hustle. Every time I hear someone says, you gotta hustle. It doesn't mean work harder. It means actually work less and focus your time and energy on those little what we call 5% activities, the 5% of things outside your comfort zone that are going to yield you 
95% of your results. And you know what those activities include? Those include doing that webinar where you're pitching that product live to a bunch of people and asking them for money. That's an hour of your time, but holy cow, you can go into a whole breakdown panic attack of anxiety just doing your first webinar because it's scary. Of course it's scary. You've never done it before, but that's where the magic happens. And that's where I believe that there is a direct correlation with the more times that we step up to the plate with these at-bat moments, the more times we step outside of the comfort zone, there is a direct correlation with the amount of times we do that and the percentage or the possibility or the probability of success is available to us, hands down 100%. So that's what it is for me. And I'm now today, I've just re, my mindset is I've rewired my life and business to find the comfort zone. I'm constantly looking for the edge of my comfort zone and what's just outside of it. Observe, just like I said, get curious, get fascinated why am I resisting this? Why am I? Hey, look, I'm a little freaked out. This is making me nervous right now. And instead of pulling away from that, lean into it. The fear is there to protect you, but you don't need protecting. Nothing, no one's going to rip their hand out of the computer and punch you in the face when you're doing a webinar. Your physical health and well being is not going to be at risk. So you're going to be fine. And we all make mistakes. We all fail. We all embarrass ourselves. We all get haters. You know, it's a part of the journey. I've had my fair share of haters. I've done dumb mistakes. I've failed in front of people. I've had things that didn't go anywhere near where I wanted them to go. And I'm still here. I'm still alive. No scars, no scratches. And you know what? What's on the other side of that? What's been on the other side of that for me is a life of just unbelievable fulfillment and rich with experience and impacting people's lives. And yes, the things like money and success. And, you know, my wife and I just spent two days at Disneyland and we stayed at a hotel and it was because we felt like it that day. We're like, let's go to Disneyland today. Okay. And those things are possible, but not if you're not willing to step outside your comfort zone, do those things you've never done before that are scary, that are uncertain and do them anyways. I know it's easier said than done, but that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So I want to thank you for doing this episode with me again. Yes, of course. <laughs> James is was it, the wait, 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 wait. Is it, is it better? Is it better this time than last time? I feel you're more passionate. Oh, yeah. See, I told you it'd be yes. better. Now, that's yeah. another thing, Sigrun. Let's, let's talk about that before we go. I believe intention is everything. Well, I believe, you know, mindset is everything. I really do. Mindset yeah. is everything. And, and intention is a huge part of it. I came on this call and I could have chosen to, you know, uh, if Sagrin doesn't tell you that we did this episode a few weeks ago and it didn't record. Okay, look, I run a podcast. That stuff happens. It's called business. You got to be a problem solver. Right. That's part, you know, you don't just sit there and complain. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. So I could have, I could have come on to this podcast. I could have kicked and screamed. I could have been a little baby about it and said, God, I don't want to do this again. I already did it. It's not going to be as good. I don't remember what I said. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And every moment we have the power, we have free will. We have the power to, to choose how we interpret our experience. And I came on and I said, you know what? The last time was a trial run. That was the warm-up for the real thing. And it's going to be better. I know it's going to be better. And that's my intention. That was my intention. And we both know 
It was better this time yeah. because I chose that and Sigrun chose it too. Intention is everything. You're going to go out and work on your business. You're going to do things every day that you don't like. You're going to do things that scare you. You're going to do things that are uncomfortable, but you can choose your perspective, how you choose to see those things. You get to choose your intention and there's a lot of freaking power in that. You have so much more power, so much more say over what you're doing, what you're creating and what you're up to than you realize. And the beautiful thing about of entrepreneurship is it really is the ultimate playground for personal development. And you get to see that in real time experiences more than anything else. So it is such a gift. It is such an awesome blessing to be an entrepreneur, especially today in this day and age. And we should be just loving every single minute of it. The ups, the downs, everything, the breakdowns, the the, the mishaps, the, the crappy customers, the, the haters on YouTube, whatever, all of it. It's all part of something so big and so beautiful. And oh man, I love it. So I am. Hell yeah, I'm passionate about it. And you know what? I've been doing this for 10 years. So it's only getting bigger and better. And that's because just to bring this full circle, because I know someone's going to listen to this and it's going to hit them at their core. It's going to snap them into something new. It's going to spark an idea. And I'll know that the ultimate thing that I'm up to doing, I will have fulfilled on that, which is impacting at least one person's life. And when you start to get that, you become unstoppable. You can be driven by money. You can be driven by success and cars and all that type of stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I really don't think there is. The rocket fuel is when you step into being inspired, being moved, being propelled by the impact that you can make. And you are all worthy and capable of that impact. You are already impacting so many people from the members of your family, your kids, your neighbors, your coworkers, and now we have the opportunity, the possibility to impact on a larger scale. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, perfect <laughs> ending. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so where can people find you? Where can people find me? If you want to go deeper into this world of yourself to discover more about who you are and what you're capable of to step into your full potential. I'm still learning how to step into my full potential. But man, I look back at that kid 10 years ago. <laughs> I've made a, I've made big strides in the right direction. And if you want to do the same thing, join me over on my pod, podcast, Mind Your Business. It's the Mind Your Business podcast. You can go to mindyourbusinesspodcast.com or just give it a quick search in iTunes, James Wedmore or Mind Your Business. And there's over 114 episodes. You can pick any, dive in, and we can go on this journey together. Thank you so much, James. Thank you, Sigrun. Want to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 56. There, you'll also find links to James Wetmore and show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.